Hey guys, it's Brian of the Movie Man Podcast. I'm just coming in uh, to do this quick intro before we get into the show. Uh, this week is my good friend Justin, who, uh, as as we'll find, as you'll find out, uh, I already know this because I've known him for years. But he is a he is an ER nurse. He's on the front line of the uh, the COVID pandemic. He's out there every day. Uh, I'm gonna put up some links to some of the charities that he says you could uh, donate to to kind of help out uh, the cause and everything if you can. Uh, but I just wanted to. to do a quick little check-in to to kind of maybe expand this uh, podcast a little bit. Each week I've uh, had a friend, the, the friend doing the show, kind of give me a song that they like or that they, you know, that they think is a banger or they think is deep to them in some way. And I just want to maybe start off the show with putting out one of my songs that I think is like a fucking banger or some, something super deep to me. And, I, uh, and also just to... And also maybe uh, show you a, a deeper side of myself that maybe I don't show on the sh- uh, show on the show, which is a lot to say. But uh, it's just something to kind of maybe ex- extend a bridge so you you could hear my music taste, I guess. Uh, this week's song that we're gonna I'm gonna pick, uh, which I did a quick shuffle from my my Spotify list. It's uh, Louie Louie by the uh, the by Toots and the Maytal off the. Funky Kingston album, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you guys enjoy the chat I have with Justin. He's a good dude, and you know, check the links in the description for all the charities that he's he uh, gave us the heads up on. Okay, so uh, we'll talk to you later. Let's 
And welcome back once again. It's the middle of the week, and you have nothing to do except listen to me talk to my friends because you should actually subscribe to Better Podcasts. They're out there. If you look into your podcast app, there you just go top of the charts, and you'll you'll probably see some good ones. But if you're not gonna do that, and you since you're stuck with me, uh, you know it's your boy Brian from the Movie Man Podcast, and. For the past couple of weeks, we've been uh, ch- just checking in, chatting up with our friends, as, as I like to say. We've been stuck in park for a couple of weeks, and now it's time to shift into drive and rev those engines and start our old talking wheels. And joining me from socially distanced from across the webcam, as he's seeing me move my hands in the weirdest ways, <laughs> is my good friend Justin, who hasn't been on since I think the last thing he did was Captain America Winter Soldier, so that's been way in the past. We have, those, those days. The, the early days. I think that was when I still lived in my old house in, yeah. in, in Valley Street before I moved to my apartment. So it was uh, it was definitely a long time ago. So Justin, how have you been? I've been good, man. Just keeping busy. Uh, work has been uh, crushing me a little bit, but uh, doing what I can to... Now, I, I, I want to bring up... Cause, uh, uh, we, we've been talking about it. We've been giving a shout-out. I know Parks gave you a big shout-out on our last episode, which is obviously available to be downloaded. But uh, you are a uh, an ER nurse f- for one of the local hospitals. I won't give the location just so the fans won't come and, and ruin your day. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but, Justin, you've been you've been in the front lines. You've been at the, the head of this thing since day, day fucking one. And, yep. you know, I appreciate you, you doing this. I know it's... I know it's your job, and you kind of try to deflect that spotlight. But you know there are a lot of people who do appreciate you doing this, and appreciate the people you work with. And you know, in any way, if you could just at the end of the episode, if you could tell us any way we could help out, that would be you know fantastic. Definitely, thank you, man. I appreciate you know all the support. A lot of people, you know, close friends and everybody's been checking up on me and coworkers and stuff. Lots of people are supporting us, which is great because yeah. you know. It's a, it's a tough time for all. Yeah. Uh, we've been trying to give back. I know uh, one of my coworkers, she, uh, an old coworker of mine, she started a, uh, a thing. She's been on the news about like video chatting with families. Right. So I, doing that at my hospital and just checking up on people, for others, just because you know there's no visitors in some of the hospitals and everybody, you know, no one wants to get sick. Right. And no one. So you you. You've been able to bring in like uh, stuff so that, like, like you said, families could video chat with their their yeah, relatives, yeah, I, which I, is yeah, I, I times with the, with the family. Yeah, and they saw their mother, and I, you know, I'll check if I'll text people and tell them how their family members are doing. Nothing, I can't give them any crazy personal information or right. like you know medical information, but I can tell them they're okay and you know any and, message they want me to give them or and that's, stuff like that. That's fantastic because you know people. Like, it does feel like they're they're blacked out of information, and it's it's tough to kind of get by. And that you know, not being informed leads you down some really dark, shitty holes. And oh yeah, definitely. I've had I've had uh, friends of mine who I went to college with who were texting me and telling me that their family members were you know they can't get through mm. because you know like everybody's trying to call the same phone number for the ER, uh-huh. and there's upwards of 110 people in the ER at, at some times. Right. And you just can't get to the phone. You, you, your patient care comes before talking to the families, and right. it stinks. But you know, you, yeah. you want to take care of the people, and then be able to talk about the family. It, after, you know? It's weird to hear priorities when you 
hear like the that some people might die so you don't think like all right the priority should be this person's care it shouldn't really be let's connect through this it's like they're supposed to like your your job is supposed to be number one and you know the fact that you guys are going like you know what we we can uh etch out some time for you to connect it's it's like it's fantastic man it's yeah and it's it's gotten better at the hospital Mm -hmm. you know everything that the news media says is true everybody who thinks that you know, coronavirus is fake, or maybe they should get out of their box and go see the world. Not saying that they should come and visit the hospital, because they can't. But, you know, if they wanted to walk in my shoes two week, two and a half weeks ago, they they probably have a, a, a better idea of what life was like for a lot of us. Right. And my hospital is nothing compared to what Elmhurst, the New York Presbyterian, and all the city hospitals, and even probably the city hospitals in New Jersey and Connecticut were going through. Because... Right. We're, we're kind of isolated. Yeah. So I, I knew but, everything was kind of trending down because I, I try to keep, you know, up to up to date with a lot of stuff. Uh, I knew everything was trending down when I got to see like a bunch of ICU nurse like doing like dance offs and and like ha- like seems like they're they're not like relaxing, but they're kind of uh, trying to get trying our, to come our, their our morale work. up, trying to get everything going. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing. And some people are skewing it to be like, oh, they're not busy. They're not doing anything. No, because at everybody, everybody has a job mm-hmm. and everybody does something at their job to just decompress. Right. You know, you I, personally, I really wouldn't want to do it. But at my hospital, they're doing like TikTok videos for Nurses Week that's coming up. So they're, they're trying to like, you know, keep the morale up because a lot of people are, you know, they're, this is upsetting. It's, no, yeah. You know, a lot of new nurses, a lot of new, like a lot of doctors, a lot of people, they had they were pulling doctors into the ER that weren't ER doctors or ICU PA. Like they meet, they train these people in a day and a half, and they're like, "All right, this is what you're doing." They yeah. took nurses that care of patients who are like me and you. If, if I went to the hospital for pneumonia, or you went to the hospital for pneumonia, mm-hmm. and you know we're generally healthy guys, they would take care of us. Well, but speak for yourself. I've been. That. I've been mainlining Slim Jims and Twinkies for the past, like, year and a half, so the health is... I, I don't even think I drink water half the time I'm at work, so, I mean, my kidneys are probably failing every day, but... <laughs> but, I, like, there's... Everybody's been thrust into this arena, let's say, okay. and yeah. everybody has to pick up and just go and do the best that they can, and, you know, props and kudos to all those that were able to do that, you know, my coworkers and elsewhere and other people that were coming in from, that worked outside of the hospital to come in to help us. Right. The ICU nurses for training all these, these nurses that have never taken care of an intubated patient, you know, yes. they're props to them because they, you know, they're doing a lot. Now, like, um, in the, in the hospitals, I'm pretty sure like there's been like people who have stepped up to be like leaders and like, kind of like maybe taking a little bit more of the responsibility and more of like, I know, like, doctors probably get slammed, and so, like, there's definitely, like, uh, like shift lead nurses and other things like that. I've just kind of been like, okay, well, I got your back on this, and do you want to give anyone, like, a specific shout-out right now, or? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to single people. Right. I, I'd say, you know, the whole ER, mm-hmm. everybody at my hospital that I work with, ER, ICU, floors, everywhere, all the people that came through. And helped out and did what they could in the in the craziness, the height of this, like two three weeks ago, right. where there was eighty ICU patients and thirteen ICU patients in the ER 
plus so 90, you know, close to 90 ICU patients working and working and working and doing what we can to take care of lines of ambulances with everybody sick, oxygen low. We ran, you know, running low on oxygen for a lot of these, you know, places. Right. So it's just, it's just wild, you know, to say that I would ever be a part of something that's this momentous in history. Right. Like we grew up and 9-11 was a, a huge thing. Right. Like it's like, it is, I don't want to be like that guy to compare it. It's, it's got to be like someone who's, you know, uh, in the FDNY, like starting out in like the early two thousands when nine eleven did happen, like they never thought like this would be, they they would have thought like maybe the biggest moment of their life would be like oh I saved a kid out of a house fire or I I helped somebody give birth to a child, not like I had to escape a crumbling building or I have a, a fucking pandemic around here. It's and yeah. it, it's 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 mind boggling to to think about. And it's crazy to think that like some people are still working. They worked 9-11. Right. They work now during this pandemic. They've worked during Ebola, which was like a year or two years ago. They, there's a lot of crises that go on, but nothing has lasted this long in right. our country. Like, 9-11 was one day. Mm. And, I mean, it was an awful day. I mean, right. my, my dad was no, but, Yeah, so. but there wasn't continuous, like, a 9-11. Yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, but two months straight I, of I like that. I don't like to compare. Right historical events because each one has a significant uh factor and weight of it Mm -hmm. and gravity this is completely different from that i would say i i was too young to really know what 9-11 was when i was that old but now i know what it's like now for this it's such like a weird thing to like have that have that in your in your life to say that like in it when you have kids and you have grandkids and like and if you know you know, lucky if that nothing big happens between now and and then. You could say like, you know, I was you know I was growing up and nine eleven happened and and you were on the front lines when when COVID happened. Like it's such a such a weird like uh, placement of time for you. But you know, yeah. you're you're kind of you're you're doing you're doing great shit, man. And you know, I'm just kind of I'm so happy that you know we're friends and that we get to know each Yo, other. Me too, man. Yeah. Me too. And because it's gonna make this segue seem a little cold and a little little weird, but since you were in the studio last time, you uh, were relatively new to the Marvel thing. Yes. Have you caught up? Have you continued? Have you? So I, I will say I'm I'm not completely caught up. Okay. I'm I'm not a huge superhero guy, as I know. Like I told you, like yeah. I like Captain America. I like Winter Soldier. The uh, like Thor and other parts of it, no. I don't really follow along with it. Um, okay. I, I just pick like specific ones that I you know watch. Okay. Um, I will say, not related to Marvel, <laughs> the one thing that I was I have been watching is Jack Ryan. On okay. Oh, the, with uh, John Krasinski. Yes. Yeah. It is so good. Really? So, okay. When I originally started watching that, I saw him on the front. And I, I said, wow, I've never, I'm going to catch some flack for this, but I've never been a big fan of The Office. The Office is funny, but right. I can't sit there and watch it for a long time. Fair enough. It's like Friends. I can watch an episode, but I'm like, eh. Don't even, I, I, I don't, I'm not a big Friends guy. I was, okay. I was a Seinfeld guy and then, yeah. I love Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so, but you know, every show you can only watch a couple. Right. For practice, because you can watch that all day, every day. Okay. I digress. So. <laughs> 
I, I started watching it with my dad, and I was just expecting him to be like a corny character right. from what he was in the office, like a goofball. He does all this stuff, like you know, he messes with Dwight, he <laughs> messes with Michael. He is like a badass, and I was so floored by you know how awesome of a character he is, and he just like he takes the military aspect mm-hmm. of what I would think like someone would act outside of you know the military right form and or military like in, in war right like home and he just he just projects it pretty well from from my standpoint I don't know I've never been in the military so I don't know what it's like but he seems like stoic and he seems like well, he has like a grace about him the Jack Ryan character has such a long line of like uh, good actors playing that that character. It was like I think Harrison Ford was at first with the uh, Clear and Present Danger and Patriot Games. Then uh, Alec Baldwin did Hunt for the Red October, and then uh, I think Ben Affleck did one movie, and and now it's, it's just, it, yeah the best guy to yeah, the, yeah you know you're doing well when Ben Affleck's like there yeah and then uh and then yeah now it's John Krasinski and I think like it it's such like a Jack Ryan is such kind of like this underlying like American like this awesome American character that we don't really kind of he isn't up in the the forefront which he should be yes yeah I agree I think uh, his character is pretty cool also because they went the way they introduce him this is a spoiler alert Um, the way they introduce him he's an accountant but you don't really know anything about him okay and then he kind of just like Oh yeah, I was in a plane crash, a helicopter crash, and I was the only one to survive. And then he's, you know, he's the accountant guy that goes to whatever country they go to, and he's like killing people, picking up a four and just shooting, blasting these guys that are trying to, you know, invade this little fort that they have in the middle of the desert. Oh man, that's I gotta actually I gotta start checking that show out. I've I've exhausted I've exhausted a lot of my uh, show options already, so. That's a, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Cause um. I'm I'm trying to with this. It's such a weird show. Cause uh, trying to also like ask my friends like legit questions while still trying to. Yeah, we're still friends. You know. It's kind of, it's kind of this weird aspect that I'm going through. But like, uh, is it? You're a Vikings fan. Yes, sir. How do you think they did in the draft after they trade Stefan Diggs for? I think oh, a bag of balls and <laughs> I think it was a good move to to trade Diggs. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with the wide receiver they chose because yeah, yes, he's a great wide receiver. Okay. I watched him, you know, I watched him during the national championship game and all, all this stuff leading up to it. Mm-hmm. He shaped my name, so that's a, another positive. <laughs> but he's a slot receiver. Adam Thielen is a slot receiver. So I think what the Cowboys did was better. They got Amari Cooper, and I think... C.B. Uh, Lamb, I think, they drafted? Oh, C.B. Lamb, yeah. yeah. So, C.B. Lamb, he's a big, he's a deep threat, right. but he's a smaller guy. So, Amari Cooper and C.B. Lamb, that's a combo that's dangerous. Right, and they also have Michael Galloway on... Oh, no, Michael Gallup yeah. on the yeah. as a deep threat, yeah. And then they have that guy, Blake Jarwin, who's like a pretty speedy tight end. Yeah. So, I, to be honest, I think, you know, if the NFL happens this season, hopefully, uh, you know, I hope college football happens too, cause that's my favorite sport. Right. But if the NFL happens, 
the Cowboys are going to be a big. And I know Mike DeQuatro. He's waiting for. He's waiting for people to say this. He's like, oh Lord, help! Oh, I love him. <laughs> I, I uh, fucking what? I, what I, Cowboys, but I think their offense is going to be pretty, pretty unstoppable. <laughs> it was funny because we were talking like during the draft. We had like there's like a group chat going on, and then he he mentions like. So I forgot he said someone like died or something like a celebrity died and he goes by the way the Cowboys also just drafted CB Lamb so let's go bro I was like <laughs> I couldn't even respond to it I was like oh wow like, that he had in that ten seconds just like <laughs> complete flip of the coin but yeah yeah but I think the Vikings did pretty good they they got um they got some defensive uh, to be honest. I didn't even really follow the draft that well. Okay. I, you know, I, I watched the first draft two, two or three rounds, and then I just let it, you know, kind of yeah. how everybody else does. Yeah. The one upset thing, because I'm a Minnesota Golden Gophers fan, I really wanted them to get Antoine Winfield Jr. They needed a safe, a second safety. Right. They could have drafted him in the first round, and they let him go. I was pretty mad because <laughs> I have an Antoine Winfield jersey in my closet. His dad. On the Vikings, <laughs> so I was hoping to bring that out, but you never know. He could, they could make a trade. They could. That is true. They could. They could always they could do it. Up, maybe you know a, a bag of deflated balls for Tom Brady and Antoine Winfield. Hey. <laughs> cousins gotta throw the ball and gotta win a game. That's right. Oh yeah. Now that's up. Was it primetime carrot is now a real thing? Now that he can win the game, win night yeah, games. Game. <laughs> Gotta win a couple more. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Kirk Cousins. Right. I think he's a good, maybe not a leader. Right. I think he's a good spark plug in your offense. Okay. Because he's just like loud in your face, kind of like he amps you up. Right. Okay. Not in the way like Jameis Winston does when that <laughs> makes sense. But more like a Canton, like a couple years ago. All right. Maybe, or a Drew Brees, maybe. Um, loud. And he like when he does something good, he's like amped up. But when he's not playing well, you can see how timid he is. Like his yeah. his whole body language changes when I, they're losing. In his first year with Minnesota, I know he had like I think there was one game where him and Thielen didn't connect on I think on a, a go route or something. And then you just see him like Cousins kind of on the sidelines, like oh you gotta hit you gotta hit this angle. And then Thielen just like flips out on him, and then Cousins just retreated to the bench and just sat and like just kind of crumpled up i was like yeah. oh like he got to him real quick but what the hardest thing i think for him is he's a veteran in the league right but he has no experience mm-hmm. in playoff situations or in playing for a team that is good <laughs> he played on the redskins for so long and i can't name five players on the redskins that played with him my team plays the redskins twice a year i still can't i i but, don't even know like who they have one thing I will say, you're a Giants fan, right? Yeah. So, uh, Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. they drafted last year the Redskins. He's going to be Jameis Winston, I think. I think they're going to do everything in their power not to have him play. Because they have, like, four quarterbacks on the, on the roster no, as it is. But when he does get his chance, yeah. like he showed, he's, he is literally Jameis Winston reincarnate. Oh, wow. He throws interceptions and then throws two touchdowns. <laughs> and then runs for a touchdown and fumbles the ball. <laughs> He's the same yeah. one for one. Wow. Every single one is just the next <laughs> interception that comes could be a touchdown. Well, maybe he's got to get that uh, that LASIK surgery like uh, Jameis got. Now it'll be... 
Maybe. Or you got to get some crab legs or something. I don't oh, know. Shit. You got to figure it out. But, <laughs> but for every Giant fan that told me that they'd rather have Dwayne Haskins over Danny Dimes, mm. Dan, Danny Dimes isn't, isn't the clear-cut future. He's a he's a four-year guy. I oh. think he's going to be four years. Okay. But that fourth year, they'll get somebody else or bring a veteran in and push him out. I hope I hope he lasts for you guys because I think he's a decent quarterback. I think Just, I think he will. He kind of he kind of struck me as a guy like last. I mean, last year wasn't such a great. What yeah. what what bugged me is that he got hurt, but I feel like that was more of a. Well, Eli's gonna play these last two games, kind of like you know we've got an Eagle game and then we got a game against like a, a very easy win at Giant Stadium. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the kind of hurt he got, but like I, I don't like that he like. Uh, he needs to hold on to the ball, like he's he's. Uh, but I with the new line that we got with the uh, uh, what was it? Uh, why do I forget his name already? The the first rounder, Thomas, I think is. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot his first name. I, I always Andrew Thomas. That's his name. Yeah. Andrew Thomas. Yeah. So I think maybe he'll he'll be a little bit better, but they have to definitely, you know, and and they kind of crafted the offense to work with him with the. Uh, uh, Golden Tate and uh, Sterling Shepard are both very, you know, route-heavy guys. They're not, like, go over the top with you. But that's why we have, like, Darius Slayton, who kind of turned out to be a deep threat and was very good in the red zone. And I I don't I think the Giant, if if, if Barkley stays healthy, we could I, – I want him to see him get six wins this year. That's all I want. Yeah. So the one thing I will say about the Giants' offense, I'm not a huge – you know, I'm not the smartest football mind. Right. But I feel like the, the Giants are confused as to what they want to do. Yeah. So they have a running back that's like Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Maybe bet, a bigger, stronger than Adrian Peterson, maybe. Right. Look at the Vikings, you know, in 2008 when Adrian Peterson was on the team. What did they do? They ran the ball down your throat, down your throat, down your throat. Right. And they think and dunk, think and dunk. That's kind of what they do now to the Vikings. The, I, the Giants and the Cowboys do the weirdest things. <laughs> They try these stupid like screen passes and these bubble screens with these guys who like Zeke and and Saquon Barkley. They're big dudes. Like, right. I, I don't want to get in their way, but you give him a bubble screen, he's running sideways. Everybody's yeah. gonna tap. You could put a, a 180 pound cornerback to catch him. You just gotta yeah, go on his leg. Push, yeah. Push him. Push him out of bounds. They're running out of bounds every time. So. They gotta run down the hill. Like I, they just gotta figure out their identity. They're, I think they're trying yeah. to throw style off. I don't think it works for every team. I think the reason why they did that is because they knew their offensive line was like was very porous. So they knew if they let let everyone come in, they figured they'd have enough time to drop a screen off to to Barkley, and he'd be able to kind of turn the corner quick enough. Yeah. But I think teams kind of especially the second year because the, like his rookie year. He got he like led the team in receptions, even though most of them were like fifteen yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but and then once t- uh, teams kind of got on him and he got hurt, let he like I think he busted his ankle. He was a little his step was a little slower. He he came back too quickly. Like they rushed him back way too quick. And then he, no yeah, they were losing anyway. Just keep losing. Like there's there's no need. Let let Goldman run out and whatever. Like but. Yeah, and let and Barkley's an investment for the future. Like, just keep him healthy, and uh, and him and uh, Jones never really got on a good uh, rhythm. So I think maybe with this year, with maybe an extended practice, they'll they'll gain some sort of uh, you know chemistry, and it might lead to something else. And also with 
the new offensive line, maybe they'll be able to run straight ahead this time. Yeah, that would that would help be helpful for sure. <laughs> I think the fumble problem is his biggest problem, though. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Some of his throws are late. Yeah, I mean, but you'll yeah, get on. You'll get better with it. It's what it is. You know, like, he's gonna figure it out. He's brand new. Yeah. So you give, give a couple people to settle in. <laughs> Hopefully, it works for them. But you know, like you know, it's a it's a mill. Right. You put one in. And if it doesn't fit, you just kick it out and you get the next one in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, Justin, I saw on Instagram you got a, a brand new puppy. Yes, I did. Yep, me and my girlfriend we got a, a German Shepherd puppy. Oh my God, that thing's gonna be a monster when it grows up. Yeah, his his paws are like half my hand. <laughs> Jesus, eleven weeks old or twelve weeks old. <laughs> he's a he's a cute dog. He's he's nipping now because he's right. doing the puppy. You know, he's he's got his teeth coming in. Right. So oh, he's, yeah. He bites my ankles. It hurts. <laughs> I'll at him, but you know. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I that's why I always kept my dog small. I had a pug, so mm-hmm. when it would bite, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt too much. And then I, when they got older, they just didn't care a lot. So just kind of yeah, like he got to like four years old, he's just like ah whatever. He's like I'm just gonna eat and sleep. Yeah, he's like just wake me up when food's ready. I'm good. My my dog's kind. Of, he's kind of like a cuddle bug though. He just he doesn't really. Uh... He's got energy. Obviously, right. he runs around and stuff. But he, me and my girlfriend Lauren, like on top of us all the time. <laughs> if we put him in the crate right. and we go on, he like just stares at us for fifteen minutes and then he'll go to sleep. Okay. Always, always wants to see what we're doing, right. do what we're doing, eat what we're eating. We don't <laughs> let him eat what we're eating. Blue buffalo only. That's that's how he so, gets to be a big boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sit, paw, and lay down so far. Okay. Are you going to take him to like uh, like an obedience school? I know a lot of people who have yeah, big eventually. dogs will, will go through the, the classes. Eventually, I don't know which one I want to do. Right. There's like the ones that it's like the dog is basically like a police dog. He listens to everything you say. I don't, I don't know if I want to go that far with him. Right. But I, I'm probably going to do some sort of training to do like, a, you know, so that he listens a little bit more effectively minus because we every time we we treat train them okay so like every uh, something we feed them instead of like putting out a bowl of food mm-hmm. so we feed him the same amount but right. he you know he just eats over the course of hours as opposed to you know 87 seconds oh. like he wants <laughs> no yeah because it, it is like it is funny to see like the how you said like the ones that are trained like a like turns into a police dog like you uh, you learn like a phrase or like a certain snap and they like just kind of like tense up and I think yeah. that that's a little bit more unsettling for people to see a big dog just kind of like get all like not uh, like not free yeah it's like add attention I guess but instead of just like you going like you know like you said what's his name again I'm sorry Brody Brody like you know hey Brody like you have like kind of like Brody like sit and then it just sits and like okay that's a little bit more like oh okay he's cool like like he like he's just here to hang out instead of just like oh shit like he's on he's on the clock like we gotta be careful. <laughs> And he's ready to rumble. Yeah. It's like one wrong move and it's a fucking over, bro. No, yeah, it's like sick him. Yeah. No, that's his no. that's his how tell you shake his balls when we say sick him. Yeah, just sick him and he just eats everything. Yeah. No, but I want him to be like I don't want him to be like an attack dog or anything like that. Right. Uh, obviously he's gonna be protective because that's the instincts. Yeah. But I want him like we've introduced him, 
you know, to my sister's dog mm-hmm. so far. And um, her na- uh, my girlfriend's neighbor is trying to help us, like, train them a little bit so they have a dog. So, okay. you know, some days you bring them over there. And yeah. Just to introduce them to, like, a couple people and dogs. Yeah, you want to have them be friendly with other dogs and especially younger kids. And, you know, it's 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 good it's good for you because then you get to go out with the dog and not be like well we got to pick certain times to go to the dog park and you know because it gets weird yeah and especially now like we can't really do anything so there's really like we can't you know we're socially distancing like right we let the dogs hang out in, <laughs> in my backyard and my sister's on the other side of the yard <laughs> so i'm like all right that's that's just how it works right yeah yeah that, that's oh. i think it's People say it's essential to make, you know, let the dog meet people. So, yeah, so it's not scared. Talk- it's not scared of people and not overprotective. Yeah. It's- and not afraid of like different places. He sits in the car and he's pretty comfortable in the car, which is nice. Yeah, that's good. He just, I don't know. He loves <laughs> water bottles. He's a water bottle. <laughs> Have you driven anywhere, like any further places before? Like we got, you know, uh, locked in, I guess. Uh, have you driven like further than like maybe a couple blocks or like, cause I know some dog, like my cousin's dogs, we did a, we moved her back from Illinois. So they had to sit in a car from Illinois to Long Island. So it was, I know it was tough for them. Um, so we've driven, the furthest we've driven, um, is probably from my house in Delmore to kind of right by Fireman's Field in Malvern. Okay. Uh, or, so yeah. it's like 15, 20 minutes ride. Okay. But he's pretty good i'm he gets a little like tense about it because he's usually sitting on like my lap or lauren's lap right so you can tell he's uneasy but he usually just like puts his face right down and just tries to nap okay well that's good yeah that's the best way of going about it just if the dog falls asleep then they won't even know like (laughs) yeah you know and the craziest part so like i'm dating my girlfriend she lives in Malvern, and it's literally like three minutes from Fireman's Field. <laughs> so every time I drive to her house, I go on the Southern State and I get off at Exit Seventeen, and it's like it's like I'm driving a football every day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is really familiar. And then, do you remember when we played? We were playing at Fireman's Field, and it snowed way too much, so we went to Levittown instead. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a Super Bowl game. Around, yeah, it was a Super Bowl. Game. Yeah, there's like it was. So you know, you remember Tiffany's Deli? Yes, yeah, yeah. We all got bacon, egg, and cheeses from right. there. <laughs> it was the weirdest place I've ever been in my life. It was like walking into somebody's house, and the guy just like pushed down the counter and was like, what do you guys want? I'm like, what the that, That's the, like, that always sticks out in my mind from that. Well, because I see it every time I go to Lauren's house, oh. and I'm this weirdo deli. This is the weirdest place I've ever been. I hate, I hate to tell you it was actually someone's house. We just let you go. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, yeah, it was him and his wife, and they were like sixty. Yeah, it's like yeah, they're just good people. They kept going. There was another <laughs> deli right there. <laughs> oh man, no, I was actually thinking about football earlier today because after we spoke uh, earlier today, I was like, oh man, like I haven't talked to Justin in a long time, and then I remember the time you you uh you broke all three Taylors in a row. <laughs> that was that was probably my best my best uh, football game. That was, one in like first game I played. It was like it was actually the most unbelievable fucking moment. So for posterity, uh, our fans, uh, Matt Taylor, obviously my co-host with Movie Mayhem, his brother Dan, and then our friend Bobby, who are the like the they're very rarely all on the same team together. 
Like so, yeah, like, they're they're rarely on the same team because we try to divide it up. Yeah, speed wise, height wise, and quarterback. Yeah, because Matt and Bobby are probably the two of the faster people. Right, Nick. Yeah, and and then Dan is hands, the yeah. hands man. So like, they're usually not on the team together. I don't know how it ended up that they were. I think we probably had like five on five. Yeah, so ended that, but. That was that was one of my brighter moments. Yeah, it just up. it was funny because you broke Dan first and then Matt and then Bobby just kind of I don't even think it like calculated in his mind until you were past him like how bad you broke him and I was like yep and I know I think that was one of the games where I got drafted before you and I was like this is a huge mistake I don't know why anybody would do this I remember I remember the first time I came and played with you guys I I think I tweeted or put something on Facebook that I was like I misorganized sports and Nick had reached out to me and was like, we play football on Sundays. And I was like, all right, I'll come. So I came and I showed up with like bright red gloves on, bright orange sneaker, like bright orange cleats and like a, a jersey, like a Minnesota Golden Gophers jersey. And they're like, oh God, who's this kid? And no one picked me, nobody. And Nick, like Justin. And then like the first ball I cast, I burned people. And they're like, oh, maybe we should play the kid with the bright orange cleats. <laughs> Oh man, like it was, it's it's like uh, those football games are such like a weird like kind of collection of people, and like the fact that we're all like we're all kind of really good friends about like at like during these games is like and it's it I do miss playing, but I know I'm getting super old that like I can't keep playing, but yeah. like but like no like like you guys are like like at a certain point I've I've realized this as you get older, you kind of like shed off friends from like. High, I guess high school, college, and whatever to adult life, and then I realized like no, these are my adult friend. Like these are the friends I've made as like an adult. Like I want to keep these guys around forever, and like I, I mean, it. We got to figure out something that's not like so just like destructive to my legs and my. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I I even feel it now too. I I'm, I'm 26, going on 27. So. Oh, gotta well, be that young again. <laughs> yeah, I I, I miss being like 20 and mm-hmm. being able to be like all right i'm gonna just sprint as fast as i can now i'm so, like oh, i don't really want to tear my acl again like, what, i think i need what i miss is going out drinking on the saturday before waking up at eight o'clock and then coming to the game playing somewhat okay and then being like okay this sucks <laughs> no that so i never did that really okay but, so, the few times i did come to Right after working. Oh yeah, so you you would work at night. I would, I would go on the on the field at Island Trees and lay down, <laughs> put my gloves over my eyes, and wear my foot my Adidas slides, and wait for somebody to wake me up or have the cops called on me. Yeah. Sooner or later, someone was gonna wake you up. Someone's gonna figure out like yeah. there's a dead man on the on the turf at Island Trees. Oh man, no yeah, but th- those are like some of the. Like, I mean, we've, I've talked about it before, like, how people wanted to, like, videotape the games and, like, play them. Like, I knew that would ruin the illusion for us. Like, we just yes. look so... But, but we got really good pictures that one time, Bob, uh, was it Bobby's girlfriend or somebody's... Or so, yeah, I think Andrew's uh, girlfriend? Somebody took pictures for us. Right. And they came great. I wasn't in a lot of them. I was, like, in the back. I, I think I was little... I was in two of them. I know that, so... But, like, they were awesome. Yeah, they were and good They were good we, pictures. We, we did videotape. Right. So... You can just watch the game. 
I don't know. I'm always I'm I'm super scared to like see myself going like, oh man, like I thought I threw like this guy, but no, I actually throw like a 12 year old like kid backwards. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but but when that one that one thing that you catch that's really cool, right. you'll have it on go forever. Right. Like, I would you take that, you know, me and the Taylors. <laughs> Were you like, there? That would be great. That would that would have made me feel awesome to just because yeah, I can see it in my head and everybody else saw it that was there. <laughs> But just to have it, like, you know. <laughs> just to have it forever? Yeah, just to have it forever when it's I like, see Matt. Actually, I think, yo, I, it might have been in December. I thought I saw Matt in um, in Penn Station. But I, I'm i always hesitant to yell out people's names in the, in Penn Station. Fair enough. Because if it's them, I don't want them to turn around and, like, <laughs> be like, what are you talking about? Right. I don't want to have a conversation with anybody that, like, I don't know. So I saw him, and I was like, Matt, and then he was too far away, and I was like, I can't really scream it right now. And then, and then I got distracted by a homeless lady trying to ask me for money, and I was just trying to avoid her the whole time. <laughs> but uh, no, I was like, it, it probably Matt. was because Matt was still in and out of the city, I think, at that point. Yeah, I, he has a girlfriend, right? I think so. He's like a little bit shorter than him, maybe. And I was like, yeah, it, it looked exactly like him, <laughs> so I really should have yelled his name, but. I saw him at the end, like when he was like twenty or forty feet from me. Right. <laughs> Want to chase after him like a crazy person? It passed the point of oh, this is nuts and like. Oh, hey, what's up, Matt? Like, oh. Yeah. It's like Matt. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> There's like this special moment in like especially in Penn Station when you see somebody you know you're like you're within your ten feet you can do that and not be an insane person but once you get past like sixty feet it's those cops oh, yeah. the cops right. at the station start like, looking at you a little funny. Screaming from across, the, it's oh, it's never a good idea to scream in any setting. No, that that's not a sporting event. So like, you can scream somebody's name from like the top of the rafters to the first section, first row in your section right. for the person. That's completely fine. People turn around and be like, "Why is this guy yelling?" <laughs> but if you're at like, I don't know, the movies or <laughs> on the subway right. or in Penn Station or on the bus, and you're like. Yo, Brian! <laughs> they don't want to hear you speak. No, no. Not at all. They're like, one, I hate you. I don't know your name. But two, they know your name. And they're going to be like, wow, Brian. <laughs> friends at all. Come on, Brian. Answer your friend. Yeah, answer your friend. Why don't you just call him? Stop this awkwardness and answer your friend. <laughs> there's, always, there's always something like that. Always. Yeah. Oh. I so I never try to be that person like in that situation it would depend on what level of drunk I am because then it like that, that then that level of caring just like stops there, yeah. there was one time I was at a at a bar I think it was the McFadden's at City Field where it, well this is kind of a weird thing like not like not like shouting wise but it's a weird like friends being around you uh, so I heard this one song that was my friend's ringtone all through like when we were when we were younger so like when it was early 20s he had the song Call On Me, you know, uh, the, like that, that uh, I guess, the techno song. And so they started playing it in City Field, and I go, oh, like, that's cool. I'll send them a text. I'm like, hey, they're playing your the this song at, at McFadden's, and I'm thinking of you. And he goes, he's like, where are you? I'm like, I told you, I'm in McFadden's. He's like, yeah, so am I. I'm actually, and then we see each other from, a, like, they had, like, uh, no blocking between the bar. So we're basically across the bar just yelling at each other now. And it's it's like, it's like it's right after a game. So it's super crowded. We're like, we're running through people just to like see each other. 
And then you, you get to each other, you have a two second conversation. It's like, hey, what's up? See you later. Yeah. It's like, what's up? It's cool to meet you. Cool to see you, bro. All right, later. Yeah. All right. Peace out, man. You could have texted, but we're going to just continue the conversation in person for 38 seconds and I'm going to dip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the that's the the shelf life uh, bro conversation where it's like you just check right. up real quick, like all right, well enough's enough. I'll see you later. Sometimes I don't know how to get out of those situations though, and I find myself like being too nice, so I try not to get in them. Okay. Those conversations never end for me sometimes because they're like, oh, how's your mom? How's your dad? How's your sister? How's this? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't. Do you have friends? I don't even know if you have family. I forgot <laughs> your name already. Oh man. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> Uh, that's that's you got to do like the uh, the pawn off where you have someone else there. You're like, oh, oh have, have you met my oh, friend? Oh, I'm gonna get you a beer. Yeah. it's like you know who also likes this thing. This person right here, and you. This guy that you just met. Yeah, and then you do a wheel route right around, and you. Oh yeah, you just, you just hit him with the bubble screen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then you do. Then you somehow work in an Irish exit, and it's all good. Oh yeah. I like to say bye to people, but the Irish exit just feels right sometimes. You just got an Irish exit. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Like especially if you do something dumb before, you're like that's, All right, this that's... is it. this is the only way it's gonna work. And if you're at a bar and you came with like six people and you're like, yeah, there's my buddy. He's with somebody. There's my friend. My friend just left. And you're like the other two guys. I'll text them. Yeah. See, it's like See? they know. Like I'll give them the I'll give them the look and I'm out. Like that's. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Peace out. Yeah. The salute to the peace out. My Uber's here. It's been here for three minutes already. I'm getting charged up the butthole. Oh, Oh, I'm not wasting any of my money. Oh, so, oh my God. I got to catch a train. Oh, but you drove here. I still got to catch this train. Like, I got to go. The train leaves in 20 minutes. I'm going to get on that platform and sit there with my Zah pizza in Rockville Center. Oh, oh. There's actually a Zah pizza down the block from my apartment now. Yeah, yep. And it... Life, yeah, right by the leaky lifeboat. Yep. It does not look good. It does not look like good pizza. You know, Zop, have you ever had it? No. At all? No. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Fair enough. <laughs> it's to be honest, it's the pizza that you eat drunk because you don't taste it. Okay. It just it's filler. <laughs> all right. Take a box from Gino's, put some sauce on it and cheese. <laughs> That's what basically okay because no i'm still new to this area so i gotta find like all like the good spots to get food and so there's um there's a pretty good uh mary's pizza and pasta is in wanta on merrick road it's pretty good okay uh, a whole bunch of other places too oh, very nice i like how this like how this conversation just basically is now turning into like what spots in like eastern long island like we get like get pizza yeah. oh I, so I don't know anything about Suffolk County, but ask me about the South Shore in Nassau County and Central, like Levittown and Hicksville and stuff like. And I know not everything. You asked me. Stuff. You asked me about the West End of Long Island. I got you covered, buddy. Oh, anywhere from yeah. anywhere from Hewlett up to Elmont. I'm... <laughs> Yo, I went to um. Oh, what's the pizza place in Elmont? Not the pizza. It's a pizza place and a um and an Italian restaurant in Elmont. Oh, King Umberto's. Umberto's. Yo, yeah. that is so good. It is. The it, first time I had it, like a few months ago, and it was delicious. You had the pizza there. I had, I had a like penne alla vodka or okay. something there. Yeah, because the restaurant is, it's out of this world good. Yes. Yeah, it's, it was so it's good. Super good. I even, I had a stomach bug then, mm-hmm. and I still ate it. Yeah. And I didn't feel well, and I was like, that's not the reason. Yeah, people think it's like they think it's the same uh, pizza place as Umberto's pizza but they are two i think they're two separate places it, um, umberto's i don't know who 
Who this Umberto is and how he has a hold on the pizza. There's King, there's Prince Umberto's, yeah. Who are these people? Are they all related? It could be. They have the they they like have the monopoly of New York pizza. That's true. It's all the same, basically. There's no there's no saying. And everybody likes roses in Penn Station. I really don't. I don't like go. I don't seek it. Yeah, I mean it's pizza, so it's yeah. like eh. again, yeah. it's it. I think it's better than Za. Okay. Yeah. But it's in the same same playing field as that. It's I like think. it's like in uh in. Valley Stream Hewlett, there's uh the Green Deli, which has the which is known as the Bindi Mart, and everyone's yep. like, "Oh, the Bindi sets is the best sandwich." Like, no, it's not. It's it's the only reason why it's good is because you get it at three a.m. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's a sandwich with like fried chicken and mozzarella sticks, right? Uh, fried chicken, mozzarella cheese, bacon, and thousand island dressing on garlic bread. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good, but yes, it does sound good, but like it's in every deli. Yes, yeah, you can get that everywhere now. <laughs> oh man! All right, Justin, we've we've come to a point where this is pretty much the end of the show. Um, I I, I gave you a heads up earlier about yes. a playout song, so you know you you could pick a song that you just fucking think it's a jam, or you could pick a song that, that means something to you, or or whatever. It's it's your it's your time. Oh, I'm gonna pick a song that I've been jamming to for like a while. Okay. Uh, it's uh the band is W S. T R W S and song name is Filthy. Phil, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good jam. <laughs> All right. W S T R, you said. Yep, W S T R, and Parks probably knows it, or if he doesn't, he's gonna love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's definitely gonna be playing us out, and like, like I said earlier, and I know we did this like very harsh left hand turn to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, I do appreciate you working your ass off, you, all your, you and your coworkers, just going out there, trying and doing everything you can to keep us together as a community, as a as a nation. And you know, some people may try clogging the streets because they want to get their shitty haircut, or they want to get you know open up their shitty donut shop. But you you guys know you're doing the right thing, and everyone else just needs to fucking chill the fuck out and and let you just kind of. Go about it. <laughs> yep, I appreciate that, man. And, and uh, don't forget to wear your mask everywhere. I have a, I have like a bag of masks that I keep in my car, just in case. Mm-hmm. I have like my, I have two work masks. I have the ones that I go to like the stores in. So I'm, I'm set. But yeah. uh, is there any place that you want us like uh, maybe like a charity or any like thing we could donate to? So we can... um, I will say, so a lot of the hospitals were getting food donations and stuff like that. Um, we appreciate that so much. Um, but I will say there's a lot of places and people that are struggling for food and like Long Island Cares or um, Meals on Wheels, they need donations for food. So if anybody's listening that wants to donate to them, that would, you know, probably benefit society greater. Right. We, we can eat. We can, we can afford to pay for meals. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I donated to one that uh, one charity that does does like deliver meals to hospitals but then i started thinking like they get paid more than i do fuck them with their food <laughs> like try to find something else i mean i, I appreciate the food the food oh, is yeah. great everything i've eaten has been delicious but I, I like to give back because you know what there's a lot of people that are struggling right now and there's a lot of people in the community that don't don't can't afford to live on their salary even though if they're working from home or they're right. an essential worker or unemployed and getting unemployment checks, 
there's people that can't, you know, make ends meet. Because right. it's very expensive to live on this goddamn island. Oof. Oh, boy. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Too, too expensive. <laughs> very expensive. And, uh, Justin, thank you again. And I'll, I'll definitely hit up those links of Meals on Wheels and uh, help uh, the other one that helped the Long Island. Long Island Cares? Is that... Yeah, I think that's the, the other okay. one. So I'm going to I'm gonna put those those bad boys up on this. And, uh, Justin, thank you so much. Uh, when this is all over, I'm going to have a housewarming party. So you're yeah. not you're not invited. Suck it. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be here. I'm crashing it. Oh no. <laughs> you know where I live. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Justin, please take care. Tell everyone you work with a big old thank you and air fives and elbows, whatever you gotta do, okay? <laughs> thank All right. you, man. Alright, and guys, this is oh god, I I have such like the it's his W S T R Wester, I guess? Is that just... I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think it's WFDR. I don't know really It's going to be really weird that we're like, oh, yeah, please donate, please donate. And it's just this really, like, raunchy-ass song. So... <laughs> All right. Have a good one, guys. I'm struggling. I'm not gonna lie. What am I paying you for? Try your filthy heart. And it goes, it stems back to your father The man who stick clear unless I won the lottery I would rather stick it back in economy Some to my friends, I know they think a lot of me You think I owe you, you need a lobotomy I hope you quiver with guilt at the thought of me <sighs> Let it all out, man Cry your filthy heart out What are you so mad about? What are you so mad about? My therapist ain't feeling it Ain't feeling it, ain't feeling it. God help me